a spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by oh, Mookie Betts. For Taylor who makes a diving catch. And I even need you. you got this right here. Drive all the left and deep and This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this blistering Hot Saturday afternoon here in Southern California, Los Angeles Dodgers, 90 and 41 on the season. They are running away with the NL West first place, best record in baseball. After dropping the series opener to the Padres last night, the Dodgers look to get back on track tonight with Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch of Dodger Stadium is coming up at 610. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll preview this pitch matchup David Vasse will go one-on-one with Dodger rookie Miguel Vargas that's coming up in 45 minutes in 30 minutes your chance to play the six flags most thrilling play of the game contest we'll get the latest on the Dodgers injuries so much to get to in just a couple of minutes we'll send it out to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner in the booth well yesterday the Padres roughed up May again as Hanser Alberto took the mound Again, Dustin May, the Dodger young right-hander, for whatever reason, has struggled against the San Diego Padres. Going into yesterday's game, he was just 1-3 in in his previous starts. May did get some uh, good things the first time through the lineup. In the third inning, though, the Padres were getting to him. May with some mistakes, a one-out walk to Juan Soto. Then he left one over the middle of the plate to Manny Machado. The 1-0. And a fly ball to left. Gallo going back. He looks up, and it's gone. Talk about an enviable spot. Two-run shot from Machado, and the Padres take a 2 to nothing lead. Well, the Boo Birds were out. Two-run home run for Manny. That's the top-tier play of the game, brought to you by Arco. Quality top-tier gas for less. Padres up 2 to nothing. Two batters later, Dustin May hit Cronenworth. Next batter, Brandon Drury, crushed a 3-2 fastball over the fence and left. Second home run of the inning for the Padres as they took a 4 nothing lead. The Dodgers' offense didn't do much against Padres starter Hugh Darvish. Just two hits in the first five innings. In the top of the six, Dustin May got into some more trouble. Hit the leadoff batter, then walked Grisham. That would be it for May. However, those two runners would later score. Heath Hembry gave up a three-run home run to Jerkson Profar. Padres with three more runs took a seven-to-one-seven-to-nothing lead. You Darvish, he would go the seven shutout innings for the Padres. San Diego's bullpen put up zeros in the eighth. Then the Dodgers found themselves down seven-nothing in the ninth. Hanser Alberto got an opportunity to pitch the top half of the inning. In the bottom half of the inning, the Dodgers were able to avoid the shutout. The Dodgers will fall to 45 and 17. And a fly ball into the right field corner. And it's going to drop in for a hit. Gallo delivers. 
Turner comes in to score. It's 7-1. to At least the Dodgers will not be shut out tonight. Yeah, Joey Gallo with the RBI single scoring. Justin Turner, Dodgers on the board, down 7-1. to Unfortunately, that's all they would get. Padres take the series opener. You Darvish gets the win. Dustin made the loss. He's now 1-4 in his young career against the Padres. Dodgers overall, well, they've dropped three of their last four, but they're still 90-41 and on this season. Still a big lead in the division. Magic number stays at 14 to clinch the NL West. And tonight, they look to get back on track. No better person than Julio Urias, who's on the mound. First pitch at 6-10. And with more, we head out to Dodger Stadium as we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, the magic number remains at 14 after the Dodgers get pasted last night, 7-1 to by the Padres. 31 games left in the regular season, 31 days, 19 at home, 12 on the road. And last night something happened in the 7-1 to Padre win, something that hadn't happened in 228 consecutive regular season games. It's the first time that the Dodgers had lost a game by more than five runs in 228 games. That streak was 80 games longer than any such streak in Major League history. The next longest, 148 straight without being beaten by five or more runs. That was the Pirates from 79 and 80, the Dave Parker, Willie Stargell days. So it gives you some idea how dominant the Dodgers have been over the past, well, 10 years, really. Dodgers in search now of their ninth division title in the last 10 years. And, of course, at 90 and 41, still by far the best record in baseball. But last night was just one of those nights. You know, Charlie, uh, when we are handed numbers and we see numbers and our jaw drops, <laughs> it's a number. I mean, a really a strange number. And you and I both looked at one another when we heard, oh, 28, 228 consecutive regular season games because we've seen those games. And you, you kind of grow and appreciate now in retrospect the fact of how many games this Dodger ball club has really been in quote-unquote, an opportunity to win a ball game. I mean, night after night, day after day, and last night, strange indeed, and it got even more strange when we saw these numbers pop up. So, all right, let's, let's first talk about Dustin May, and then let's talk about the other nine hitters that uh, really didn't do much. Nobody really did much last night. No, no. Uh, the only people who are really productive, maybe the ground crew here at uh, Dodger Stadium, and that was about it. For Dustin May... Real simple to wrap it up. Five walks and five plus two uh, batters into the sixth inning. Uh, too many pitches that left the strike zone. Yes, a couple of home runs back-to-back. Not back-to-back, but two two-run home runs coming in the third inning. But when you lose sight of the fact of look, throwing strikes, something he had done each of the first two outings coming off of the Tommy John surgery, it was maybe a learning situation, but he needs to just be, hey, look, trust your stuff, throw strikes, challenge hitters. The velocity certainly was mm-hmm. there last night. The command was not. No, it wasn't. And then hit two batters on top of the five walks. And when you're able to light up the radar gun at 100 miles an hour, his first pitch in the ballgame was 98. Took something off and came back, too. He's got great stuff. There's no question about it. I don't have any concerns about it. I doubt if Dave Roberts does either or even Dustin May. Just be more consistent because I tell you what, with his stuff and the movement, not only the velocity but the movement, if he gets the ball in there, he's tough to hit. A work in progress coming off Tommy John surgery. Now to the offensive woes last night. Dodgers did score a run in the bottom of the ninth. Held to just four base hits. And I sat on the air, and, and, and I don't know if you agree with me or not. I just thought it was a product of the team simply being physically tired. The, the long trip, they were in the eastern time zone for eight days. They had the uh, late-night flight from New York back to L.A., and last night they played like 
They were sound asleep. And I think, too, Charlie, is that you look at the fact is that the Billboard the big series against the New York Mets. Now, those were close games. Yes, the Mets won two of the three games, and I think many people maybe made a little bit too much of it. The Mets winning the two out of three. But, yes, it was a long, it was an arduous trip. Yes, it was only, if you're looking at it, seven games, first four in, in Miami. But I think that overall there was a certain amount of lethargy in this ball club. And last night was was just a dud. And the Dodgers would come back and try and win tonight. They care not a whit, frankly. They're 90 and 41. Again, a magic number of 14 with 31 games remaining. It's going to be Julio Urias and Sean Manaya tonight's pitchers. We'll detail that matchup a little later on, Tim. All right, we're off and running here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck, brought to you by City of Hope, a world-renowned research and treatment center for cancer, diabetes, and other life-threatening diseases. City of Hope. Check them out. All right, when we continue here on Dodgers on deck, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. David Vassay goes one-on-one with Miguel Vargas. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. But up next, we'll hear from Justin Turner. We lead you up to first pitch on this hot Saturday night. Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the in and out Dodgers traffic center. Here's Mark Wheeler. Pretty heavy right now on the 5. The southbound side is going to be a crowded drive as you make your way from the 134 southbound all the way down to the 2. The Glendale Freeway continues to be heavy there. Now the 2, the southbound side of the Glendale Freeway as you make your way towards the 5 and towards Dodger Stadium. That's going to be a crowded drive as well. On the other side of things, southbound on the 101 as you approach Echo Park, it's going to be a heavy one. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Mark Wheeler. Thanks, Mark. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Padres, game two of this three-game weekend set. Julio Odias and Sean Manaya, the pitching matchup. First pitch is coming up at 6-10. Dodgers lost the series opener last night, 7-1. You Darvish outpitching Dustin May. Justin Turner scored the only Dodger run of the game. He had a pair of doubles. He's got a 12-game hitting streak now, hitting 435 during that 12-game hitting streak. And after the game, he talked to the media. A couple of hit streak going still for you. Uh, obviously not the offensive output you guys were looking for, but uh, what did you have going on tonight that uh, was able, hey, was able to have some success? Uh, yeah, just normal you, you know, fastballs up in the zone, mixing his off speed and, um, you know, did a good job tonight. We weren't able to really put anything together. Last few games, obviously losses, but two tough teams that you play, two tough opponents. Are you guys maybe pressing a little bit, just kind of a big matchups? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, you know it's baseball. You got to show up and play the game and do do the little things. And um, you know tonight we just ended up on the wrong end of it. We'll regroup and try to get a win tomorrow. As uh, familiar as you are with Darvish, you face him a lot, but is that necessarily an advantage with all his pitches? Yeah, I mean, I think the more you see a guy, obviously, the more, you know, comfortable you get and you know you know what everything looks like, but uh, you still got to go out and and perform. Both, both benches got worn. Obviously, there was a lot of hit by pitches tonight. Dustin was saying the ball just, you know, wasn't coming out of the end, the same it was slipping out. You, same thing. What did you see from the box with some of those pitches that were just coming on guys? Well, I wasn't in the box for any of them
Um, I know, you know, obviously Dustin threw a curveball and uh, pretty scary to see anyone get hit in the head. And, um, you know, hopefully Brandon's okay. Um, and they just took him out for precautionary reasons. Um, and, you know, Will gets hit with a fastball up and in and they decided to issue warnings. I don't know what that was about, but um, that's what they decided to do. All right, there's Justin Turner after his two doubles last night, but the Dodgers lost 7-1. to Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into tonight's pitching matchup. We'll hear from Miguel Vargas. Up next, we'll get you an injury report, and we'll hear what manager Dave Roberts has to say in his pregame thoughts leading up to Dodgers and Padres on this hot Saturday night. First pitch is 6-10. I'm Tim Cates. It's Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this hot Saturday night. Julio Odias and Sean Manaya, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 6-10. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Gavin Lux, not in the lineup again today. Tony Gonsolin on the IL with the right forearm tightness. He's going to start throwing again tomorrow after getting an MRI. They came back clean. Bruce Dargaraderol is going to have to rest his inflammated right arm. Dodgers now with a couple of relievers on rehab assignments. Blake China was activated yesterday, so Yancey Almonte, Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez, and Danny Duffy all in AAA Oklahoma City. Let's find out more. From the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, Dave, uh, let's talk quickly. Injuries, Gavin out, and uh, what's the latest with him? And then CT3, how's his hand? Um, CT's fine. Uh, still sore. Uh, good enough to play. Uh, Gavin uh, got a cortisone shot. Uh, he'll kind of let it take for a couple days and then uh, we'll see over, over the next uh, four or five, six days, get him back in there. And Julio on the mound tonight, perfect guy to kind of stop this losing streak. Uh, how important is he to what you guys do and then as far as looking to postseason, has he made a case for himself to be the guy, the ace, the one when it starts? Um, he's having a great year. Um, so just expect him to go out there and keep pitching the way he is and you know, once we get to that point we'll make that decision. But yeah, he's certainly a top of the rotation guy. Julio's had markers since 2020 in his career to kind of elevate himself to the front of the rotation type of pitcher. Is this another one of those subtle markers where teams on a losing streak and you count on that type of guy to stop it? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, but I, but I will say that regardless of who takes the mound, I feel we, we're going to win the ball game. Um, but yeah, you know, Julio knows that uh, you know we've we're lost three in a row and. You know, on his day that he's pitching, he expects us to win. So I expect him out there and pitch well. You've said uh, when you play Mookie at second that it's a type of load management type of day. He was out here, out here in the 100-plus degree weather for about 45 minutes. Uh, so is that load management in the Mookie world? Uh, in the Mookie world, yeah. it is. And I think just for him, it's, it's the body, but I think a lot of it is the mind. Uh, also, just kind of not having to run out there and just play a different position. It makes it more fun for him. Um, keeps him interested, but also, you know, just 
having him out there every day and having the bat in the lineup is, is huge. And I, I, th- I don't think there's any downside. For Vargas, what are you looking for from him as far as September? And how much of a runway will he have to show you something, have that opportunity? Yeah, I, I think that certainly with Gavin being down for, let's call it a week, I think that that will give uh, maybe some opportunities. Um, I, I can see him playing some left field, some third base, some second base, uh, as well as do some DH. No, I, I just think that right now, um, you know, we could IL him, but it's the day to day. But I still believe that it's still going to be the five, six days until we're getting him, having a conversation about getting him in the lineup. Looking back, is it a situation where maybe you wish you IL him before, or is it is he healthy and then kind of regressed? I mean, I, I just think at that point. Um, you just know what you know, and he felt that he was playable, that he could play, and and then uh, we got back uh, yesterday or uh, the other night and showed up and said his neck was just in a worse place. So um, I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to say could we have or should we have, yeah. All right, there's Dave Roberts. Gavin Luck still bothered by that neck soreness, had the epidural shot. Hopefully it loosens up in the next couple of days, but sounds like for now – no IL stand. Down the dugout with Dave Roberts, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vassay at the stadium as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this hot Saturday night. Julio Urias and Shamanaya, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 610. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, Dave, the Dodgers kind of getting healthy. Some guys not healthy, but one guy who's made his return is Blake Trinan, and I know he's anxious to contribute. He really is. He threw uh, seven rehab games at Oklahoma City, and he, uh, you know, I guess mixed results, Tim, as far as the rehab goes, but I've always heard athletes talk about being physically okay, where the trainers, the doctors tell you, you can't get hurt anymore, you're all good physically. But a lot of times, athletes have a hard time trusting that. And I asked Blake earlier today whether or not he has the trust to let it rip. Yeah, I think the trust part was a lot earlier. Um, Learning to actually, you know, throw the crap out of the ball for lack of better term and long toss instead of just guiding my arm to a a slot and trying to keep it from having you know soreness or pain um and once we got over that hurdle um there was no issues with trust it was more or less how do I find my mechanics how do I I mean it's literally like trying to play catch in December and build yourself back up for spring training and be ready for the season so I kind of view myself right now as if I were uh, opening week, you know, that's kind of like where I'm at. That's the, that was the point of the six outings that you know that we discussed and being in uh, in AAA, you know, in some game type situations. Because um, most spring trainings, I feel like anywhere between six to eight outings, 
I kind of feel like my stuff has cleaned itself up to where I can compete uh, at, a, at a capacity to, that would be in season form, I guess. Um, and everything before that, you know, throwing against our guys here and then um, the six outings down there, just kind of like more of a spring training process to get myself back. So, yeah, I'm excited. I still, I mean, obviously I still have nobody's perfect from day one when they come in. Um, but my goal is to be as, as crisp as, as this team needs me to be, and I'll, it's not going to be by lack of effort. Yeah. And today was the first time that Blake Trennan actually gave us details about what his injury actually was because he was very evasive during this whole process hmm. of not really giving details about what was the injury. And it turns out he had a torn right capsule Ooh. in the front part of his shoulder and scar tissue formed in that right shoulder area where he had that torn right capsule, Tim. And he said if it wasn't for that scar tissue, he would have had to have season-ending surgery on his right shoulder. Instead, he feels like he was blessed to have that scar tissue formed to allow him to rehab and be active and give this a go in September. The one thing that we had questions about was the reports of his velocity being down in Oklahoma City, mm. and he did respond to that. The fact that I'm even throwing this year is such a miracle that if I if my velo is is down, like I don't I don't like accept that, but it is what it is. And if I can compete with the with the right action, like it, to me, it doesn't matter if my velo is averaging 95, 96 versus 96, 98. It wouldn't matter to me as long as I can execute and have the action that I've had in the past. That's something Blake Trennan told me before he went out to Oklahoma City that everybody's making a big deal about his velocity. He will be able to find a way to get outs, and I think he articulated that really well. Dave is brought to you by Ford now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event. Rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealers to learn more. It's hot out, Dave, but it sounds like the Dodgers may have had more players working out at the stadium a couple hours ago than actual fans at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it sounds that way. Well, there were two, and it just is a testament to them and their greatness. Mookie Betts is starting at second base today. And he was working out at around uh, 2.30 when everybody else was inside the clubhouse. He was out here taking ground balls. And young Miguel Vargas, who is going to join us later in the show, was shadowing Mookie Betts today. And Mookie was out here in the 100-plus degree sun for at least 45 minutes taking ground balls. And I said, hey, I thought second base days were uh, load management days. He said, <laughs> ah, yeah, that's true, but uh, I don't want to suck tonight. So he <laughs> had to put in the work to not embarrass himself. And Freddie Freeman actually told me that he and Betts, after the game last night, spent an hour and a half in the Dodgers batting cage hitting to try to get whatever they feel was off back on. Wow. That, those are the two best players on the team, and they're working harder than anybody else. Love it. Mookie Betts leading off playing second base tonight. Dave, great stuff. We'll check back in with you in just a couple of minutes. Looking forward to the conversation with Miguel Vargas coming up in 15 minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants. You know what time it is. It's time for the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict the player in the inning. The most thrilling play will happen tonight. If you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. 866-987-2570. 
670. It's the Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres game two of this three-game weekend set. Julio Odias and Shamanaya, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up is 6-10. Woo-hoo. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single-rail coaster in the world in the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, our three contestants ready to go. Nathan, you are first up. What's your guess today? Freeman in the fourth. Freddie Freeman in the fourth inning. All right, good luck to you, Nathan. Justin is next up. Justin, what's your guess? I'm going Mookie in the fifth. Mookie Betts in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Nathan. Nancy is our third and final contestant. Nancy, welcome. What's your guess? Hi, let's do Trey Turner in the fifth. Trey Turner in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Nancy. Justin and Nathan are three contestants in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else. Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's the final month of the season, so the push for the postseason's on. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. The Dodgers' best record in baseball, number one seed in the National League at 90-41. and 41. The Mets have the second-best record in the National League at 85-48. and 48. The St. Louis Cardinals have now opened up a seven-and-a-half game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central. As for the three National League wildcard spots, the Atlanta Braves have pretty much have a firm grasp on the top wildcard spot. The Padres have taken a half-game lead over the Phillies for the second wild-card spot in the National League. The Milwaukee Brewers are behind the Phillies. They're the only real team now in contention. They are three-and-a-half games back at the Phillies, who again have fallen to the third wild-card spot. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted! Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. For leading up to first pitch on this hot Saturday night, Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In and Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's Mark Wheeler. Southbound 101 from Hollywood to about Echo Park there. It's going to be a slow one. Definitely give yourself some time. Southbound 5, that's going to be a heavy one as you leave the 134, making your way all the way to the 2, the Glendale Freeway. Some slowing on the Glendale Freeway, the southbound side as you approach the 5. Now, we do have a problem on the north 5. It's going to be at the 2 as you approach there. That's attracting some attention on both sides of the roadway and just adding to the drive around Dodger Stadium there. Just give yourself a little room. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Mark Wheeler. Thanks, Mark. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday night. Julio Odi as Shamanaya, the pitching matchup still to come. We'll get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Miguel Vargas as well, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. 
Rick, you and Charlie touched upon it, but the Dodger lineup is looking a little bit different than normal tonight with Mookie Betts at second base and Miguel Vargas starting at left field. You know what? With Vargas starting in left field, it's kind of interesting to watch younger players, too. I mean, he made his major league debut, and he got a double right off the bat, made the game look relatively easy. So Vargas in left. Trace Thompson is going to be in right field tonight. And for those that are wondering, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with Mookie Betts? Well, nothing. Betts will be at second base in the familiar spot of leading things off. So for Dave Roberts, has the luxury of kind of moving around different positions, and especially, too, with Sean Manaya the left-hander, because the Dodgers have some growing issues. Uh, the one guy that they really have in the lineup tonight that needs to make better contact and start doing it and very rapidly and that's Chris Taylor, who's going to be in center field tonight. Bellinger and Muncie will take a seat against the lefty, at least uh, at the beginning of this ballgame. But for Chris Taylor, also, I go back to what uh, Dave Roberts was saying in New York, when asked about Taylor and the swings and misses. And he goes, the strikeout rates, the swing and miss uh, rates right now, have become alarming. Yeah, and he needs to change that ship in a hurry. It doesn't really add up with only eight home runs and almost 140 strikeouts. It yeah, just doesn't it, add up. If you watch the swing, though, David, I, I, there's a lot of movement. It's not just the waggle that he has, two waggles as the pitcher is coming set. That's just kind of a setup. But then you start to look at the waggle that he has and the extra movement. Watch the barrel of the bat. Uh, when he starts the swing, the barrel of the bat goes in about three different positions. So his timing has to be exquisite in order to get back to ball into this particular point. I mean, he's working. He's working hard. And a couple of games we see, aha, he looks like he's found it. And then we come back the next day, and it, uh, it's it's becoming problematic. And it's something the Dodgers, uh, well, they've got, what, a month to get it all figured out? The players do before uh, it really uh, goes to the bigger stage with the brighter lights, that being postseason. No doubt. Have to keep the house in order, Rick, from here until the end of the regular season. That's the goal. Yeah, keep the house nice and tidy. Tonight's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Okay, I've got something for you today because uh, normally we try and have some fun if we can. So on this date, let's go back in the calendar a number of years. The great Bob Gibson was pitching on this day in St. Louis against the Chicago Cubs. Go back to 1975. A teammate of mine with the Chicago Cubs came on to face the great Bob Gibson with bases loaded in St. Louis. Hitter's name was Pete Lecoq, who was the son, by the way, of Peter Marshall, who was the longtime host of Hollywood Squares. Delightful guy. Pete Lecoq, wonderful guy, great teammate. Well, that day, Pete Lecoq hit a grand slam off of Bob Gibson, and he celebrated by jumping up and down and applauding, knowing that he full well had just hit a grand slam off the great Bob Gibson. Well, Bob Gibson wound up facing only one other batter in his major league career. That was the next batter, who was Don Kessinger. I happened to be on base when Lecoq hit the grand slam. Normally, you stay at home plate, but watching Lecoq celebrating and watching even more the piercing look that Gibson was giving to Lecoq between first and second, second and third, and then Bob also looked at him going from third to home. I decided to go back to the dugout. Well, Pete Lecoq comes back to the dugout. He goes, Mo, you weren't at, you weren't at home plate to, to congratulate me. And I said, no, Pete, I, I believe strongly there's no reason for two of us to get hurt. He goes, what do you mean? I said, at some point in time, if you ever face Gibson again, we had no idea this was going to be the last game that he pitched. He only faced one more batter after Pete Lecoq. I said, if you ever face him again, you go to home plate, don't even take a bat with you. He goes, really? And I went, yeah, really. Now advanced about, I think about 10 years ago, 
Barbara Lee and I are at a fundraiser for a um, an orphanage in St. Croix, and Pete Lecoq uh, is there. And we're sitting down, and Pete, it's nice to see you. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He goes, Mo, Mo, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you. He goes, remember in St. Louis, I hit the Grand Slam. I said, who could forget it? Celebrating, going all around the bases. And I said, he said, uh, you told me if I ever face Bob Gibson, don't even take a bat with me. He said, five years ago, I faced him in an old-timers game. I said, what happened? He goes, he drilled me. <laughs> and at the same time, he says, uh, now, go ahead and celebrate that one going around the bases. Long memories of baseball players. You always heard those stories about Bob Gibson. I guess they were real. Oh, they were real because he wound up plucking him in an old-timers game <laughs> years and years later. Uh, it was the only time that he had to face Pete LeCock. So what I said in 1975 applied many, many years later. Uh, when LeCocq finally pays Bob Gibson, no, you don't need a bat when you go to home plate. Hey, that's a great story. Way to save your life, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you celebrating going around the bases. Or going down a slide. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Tim, we'll send it back to you. All right, thank you, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of this pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie as they give you the keys to the game. But up next, David Vasse goes high and tight with Miguel Vargas. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this hot Saturday night. First pitch at 6-10. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We got a new game. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your part is Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. Dodgers and Padres on this hot Saturday night in Southern California. Julio Urias and Shamanaya, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 6-10. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. The Dodgers and Padres are getting set for game two of this three-game series, and I'm with tonight's starting left fielder. Everybody knows about him. He's got so much swag. Oklahoma City couldn't handle him. He's in Los Angeles. They can handle his swag. That is the one and only Miguel Vargas. Miguelito, thanks a lot for the time. Uh, thank you guys for, for this <laughs> moment. I can enjoy the moment with you guys today. I was surprised when you told me you saw my slide. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you was famous. I told you in the, in the media, you jumping on there. I don't know how you call that. <laughs> I don't know what to call it either. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, what did the guys in Oklahoma City have to say about it? And uh, You was in the uh, DL. Uh, everybody was fun. Maybe you, we wedding you on the OKC for rehab, though. <laughs> Miguel, uh, you were here at Dodger Stadium one time before. You got a call up here before. And also, you were here for the Futures game. I haven't spoken to you since you played during all-star week here at dodger stadium what was that experience like i mean it was a, a great experience for me you know can can be here before my debut and you know join join the day with the fans with the Dodger fans in the field was an amazing experience for me did it help that diego cartaya was here with you oh yeah yeah of course it was a great moment you know we we a lot of a lot of clothes during off season and now we we share this moment 
together and it was a, a great experience for both. Hey, speaking of social media, I like the fun that you and Cartaya have with each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my guy. He's my guy. We we uh, hang out a lot. We pass too much time together yeah. playing playing video games, everything, yeah. you know, and... Yeah, we, he's my brother, though. What kind of video games do you guys play? Baseball? FIFA? What do you play? Oh, we play, we, we play, I really play FIFA. Yeah, we play FIFA, MLB, and we play uh, Call of Duty sometimes. Okay. Yeah, but no more, no more. I need to go sleep now. <laughs> yeah, I need to play baseball. <laughs> Miguel Vargas is our guest. Okay, I'll ask you this, since you're friends. Who's a better FIFA player? Is it Cartaya or is it Miguel Vargas? No, me, 100%. That's no doubt. He know that. He know that. <laughs> what team do you play? Because uh, Julio said he's with Barcelona. Oh, I'm Real Madrid. Okay. Yeah, probably we have to play together, me and Julio, yeah. at some point. Yeah. Should be fun tonight. You're playing left field with Julio starting. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to help the team as uh, much as I can, help Julio, and, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I love the answer you gave me in spring training. I'm not sure if you remember this. I asked Miguel Vargas, what's your best defensive position? And he told me, wherever I get four at-bats. Does that sound like you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I remember. I remember that. And yeah, stay stay the same. I've got to play more the hard camp, trying to help the team and, you know, try, try to get in the win tonight. Where did Miguel Vargas learn to hit the way you hit? Was it your dad? Was it somebody else? Or did you teach yourself? No, I mean, I got a lot of people around me all, all this time, you know, all these five years with the organization. A lot of people helped me, you know, in the minor leagues, uh, a lot of hitting coach, around coaches, though. Uh, my dad, my brothers, you know, a lot of people around all stuff. Then I got something, something to everybody, you know. Yeah. And then I put I put everything together, trying to help me and getting very much I can. That's the best way to do it. Take a little bit from everybody. Hundred percent. I'm. I always try to listen. Try, always. I'm here for learning. You know, learning, trying to to grow up my my game and put it in play. I talked about Miguel Vargas's swag. Cubans have great style, great food, and great style. Where did you get your style from? No, from, I don't know, maybe my brother, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just try to wear whatever I feel good. I mean, even his sunglasses right now. He's got Oakleys on, but I've never seen Oakleys that look this cool with some fusion, with some purple. Miguel, you got to rub off on some of those guys in there. No, 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 no. I just just feel good. <laughs> just trying to. I don't. I don't even think about. It. I just want to play, look good. You know, try to. Yeah. Try to look better I can. Everything. Yeah, you look good when you run around the bases. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if I do it slow, I look better, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my man, Miguel Vargas, great to catch up with you. Continued success, and this will be your home for a long time. Thank you so much. Thank you, you guys. Yeah, there he is, Miggy, Miguel Vargas. We'll send it back to you, Tim. All right, one of the good guys, Miguel Vargas. Thank you, David. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday night. Up next, dive deeper into this great pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Padres game two of this three-game weekend set. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 7-10. And now, 
Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer to see all offers. Or find a dealer near you. Visit Toyota.com. They make it easy. Julio Odias on the mound, 14-7, and 7, 232 ERA. The 26-year-old left-hander making his 26th start this year. He's 11-1 and 1 in his last 13 starts with a 191 ERA. He has limited left-handers to a 196 batting average, right-handers to a 201 batting average. Last time out, six innings, one run, one hit, was a solo home run, seven strikeouts, and a win over the Marlins. This will be his second start of the season against the Padres. He's 1-0 with a 180 ERA in five innings. In his career, Julio Urias, 4-1 with a 253 ERA in 12 games. Left-hander Sean Manaya goes for the Padres, 7-7 seven and seven with a 490 ERA in his seventh season in the big leagues, his first with the Padres, making his 25th start this year. Last time out, four innings, six runs, ten hits, four strikeouts, and a loss to the Royals against the Dodgers in his career. 0-4 in five games with a 9 ERA. Dodgers hitters hitting 347 against him at Dodger Stadium. Three games, 0-2, 780 ERA. So it's Julio Odias and Shamanaya, the pitching matchup. Dodgers and Padres. First pitch is 15 minutes away. And coming up at 6-10, keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cases, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this steamy, hot Saturday night here in Southern California. Hope you're staying cool and join Dodgers pregame. As we lead you up to first pitch, Julio Urias and Shamanaya, the pitching matchup. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. First pitch coming up at 610. Before that, though, we head back out to the booth for a final check-in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. Dodgers and Padres, it's the second game of the three-game series. Julio Urias making his 26th start of the year in search of his 15th win against Sean Manaya, who's 7 up and 7 down. All you need to know about Julio Urias is that since June 18th, he's gone 11 wins, only one loss, and an ERA of 1.91. It's even better than that since the All-Star break, so the lefty has been very effective in particular, continues on. With a lot of hitters, just they keep chasing that high fastball, and they have made very little contact with it. Manaya has an ERA of just short of five. Yeah, and for Manaya, high percentage of fastballs first pitch. Excellent changeup, make him throw strikes, don't chase, and see if he can get deep into the game and get to the bullpen. Lineups and first pitch, the Dodgers and the Padres coming up next. All right, Julio Urias, Sean Manaya, the pitching match. Julio Urias, 11 and 1 in his last 13 starts. Remembered his career, 4 and 1, 2.53 ERA in 12 games against the Padres. Looking to get to his 15th win of the season and keep that ERA the best in baseball at 2.32. David Vasse will have all the post-game festivities, get you caught up on everything happening around the world of baseball after this one is over. Dodgers and Padres. First pitch from the ravine is next. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody. The sun came out today. We're born.